Hey everyone, I'm Samir Prince uh, and this is Path to the Pros, uh, a series of video sessions where we're going to be sitting down with some of the most talented and successful execs uh, in sports entertainment, learning about how they've got to where they are and what it takes to be a pro in their field. Uh, today I'm sat with Dan Gaiman, uh, Vice President of Partnership Development with the US Soga Federation, um, the organization with, I guess, a pretty huge responsibility of bringing a successful World Cup to the United States. So, Dan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Samir. It's great to be here. Good stuff. Uh, let's uh, get right into things. So, um, Dan, I guess, good place to start. Do you want to give us a brief rundown of how you first got into sports? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was I was lucky that kind of um, in my teenage years, I knew I wanted to go into sports business. I had always kind of followed the business side of sports. I was always an athlete growing up. So I was really drawn to it. And then I decided to um, go to Michigan to study sports business. Um, I had a couple of internships in college with the NBA and also Major League Baseball. Um, and then coming out of college, it was really just about, you know, keeping those relationships that I had built um, during my internships and finding the right opportunity to really jump into my first full-time job, which ended up being um, for the MBA in global marketing partnerships um, about four or five years into my career. Nice. And, and how was that first kind of step into, into the industry working for, I guess, a major, majorly like the MBA? Yeah, you know, it was, it was, a, it was certainly different from my prior role um, in the technology space. And um, it was really a lot of education, right? Learning about sponsorship, how it worked, um, it really was less about going out there and uh, meeting with people and externally selling. And it was more about just understanding the inner workings of sponsorships and being really strategic about my approach to, to partnerships. So unbelievable learning experience those two years. But then, um, you know, shortly after that, I went to the the New York Mets and, and City Field. And that's really where I felt like my career started clicking and hitting a stride um, it was an opportunity to, to, to meet people, to shake hands, to build relationships there. It's intimidating how many home games there are in baseball where you're basically <laughs> living at city field. Um, but I kind of use that as a, as an opportunity being yeah. in New York, right. That's an opportunity to host people 81 times a year, um, yeah. and build relationships in the biggest city in the world. So I really, I really started to feel like it was clicking when I was hosting people every game and giving them really cool opportunities to throw out the first pitches of games and having their families out. And if it led to a partnership, great. If it led to a friendship, great. Good stuff, man. Um, when did you get that first kind of pinch me moment uh, of, you know, you look around and you think, wow, this is, this is actually my job because I'm sure there are a lot of people that kind of growing up would love to have a career in sports. Maybe they want to go down the pro side and like most people don't quite make it. Yeah, you know, I think for me, it was always um, the relationships and the access I was able to provide. So um, there were times at the Mets and the Nets where I was able to get, um, you know, prospects and clients and and people, um, you know, on the court or on the field with their kids and their families and brought this incredible experience to them that they'll remember forever. And to this day, I still get thank yous about kind of these experiences that I've that I've helped provide. And um you know, I think, you know, earlier in my life, like being on a court and seeing like a Kevin Durant in front of me or a David Wright when I was at the Mets, that would have got me more excited. But I think, you know, in my 20s and 30s, what got me more psyched was seeing the reactions of of parents and families and friends and colleagues, like when when you get to really provide a really cool experience. 
So, Dan, what would you say uh, have been some of your biggest achievements? Yeah, I I can start with, I guess, the most visible one when I was at the Brooklyn Nets, uh, the jersey patch uh, to Motorola towards the beginning of the pandemic. Um, definitely one of the most challenging but also rewarding um, achievements um, in my career that I've ever worked on. Um, also, you know, there was there's a good amount of, uh, you know, change over the five years I was in Brooklyn. And I was proud that, um, you know, throughout all that, we were able to be the top three in new business revenue for the last three years I was there um, with Chris and Talera and I kind of leading the charge there. So I was really proud to kind of um, keep things stable and, and um, you know, see some real results during that time. But I would say, you know, the most rewarding part of my career so far has been building teams from scratch and kind of seeing this, the staff that I've managed become rising stars. And there's a lot of really good, inspiring examples. Um, but just knowing, you know, I could play a small role in that and seeing some people move on to be incredible at what they do um, and kind of continuing to talk to them and follow their careers. That's been, that's been awesome for me. So um, hopefully that answers the question. For sure. And Sports, I think, from my perspective anyway, from the outside looking in can seem like a very enjoyable industry. You know, you're working with teams, sometimes players having those um, experiences that you spoke about uh, a moment ago. Um, I haven't spent the last couple of years in the industry myself. I know that it's not always the case. Um, Would you say that there's ever been a point in your career where you've maybe considered leaving the sports industry? Maybe it's just got a bit too challenging, a bit too tough at times? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, I started out in technology and I was always really drawn to, you know, cutting edge technology that could change the world. And and so um, I I really enjoyed my the kind of the first five years of my career in that space. Um, ever since then, I've kind of tried to um, lean into the technology piece with sports, if I can, and working on partnerships that are in the tech space. Also, um, you know, there are there have been times where I I really care about the purpose driven part of what I do. And, you know, I want to make sure I'm waking up every day feeling like all the effort and energy I put into it is leading to something purpose driven. And so there have been times where I like I'd love for my role to be a little bit more purpose driven. And that's a big reason why I went to U.S. Soccer, which is a nonprofit and a 501c3. And really, every dollar we generate is going to growing a sport that I that I played my whole life. And so that makes me f- feel a little bit more rewarded when I get big win- wins along the way. Leads me on very nicely to my next question, Dan. Uh, coming up to, what, 18 months uh, nearly now uh, with the U.S. Soccer Federation, what would you say has been your biggest highlight so far? Yeah, I think there, there's been a few, right? I think the most rewarding was the first year as we kind of brought our commercial rights in-house was building a team, right? And And so that was a really exciting challenge that I took on with my counterpart, Kelly Higgins on the partnership marketing side, me on the partnership development side. And we really like our goal was to bring in a best in class partnerships team, um, you know, from all around different, um, different experiences, um, you know, different backgrounds and and we're all built out now. So now that everybody's hired and the staff is kind of fully built, it's felt like a big accomplishment to bring the right people in house um, we've had some some big wins along the way. One of them was with uh, Truly, which is um, a Boston beer brand, and um, they're our official um, hard seltzer of U.S. soccer. So that nice. was a great win to to get on board along the way for the U.S. men's and women's national team. But with our rights in house for sixty days so far, now we're really rolling up our sleeves, leading up to the Women's World Cup and 
telling the story leading up to the men's world cup in 26 in the U S around the impact that could be made via partnerships. Nice. Uh, what do you think is the, the secret ingredient to building a successful sports team and business, I guess, maybe speaking more specifically to uh, building out the partnership team that you've built out since joining the team. Yeah. I mean, I think number one, you really want to understand what your goals and your values are within your group and set an early foundation. So you know, Kelly and I early on, we said to each other, like, we want to bring in people that are different than us, that think differently, that are from different backgrounds, um, but also share one thing. And that's kind of the passion for what this place could be and what the role is. Um, it's a pretty special moment in time for the sport of soccer and to be able to represent the U.S. Soccer Federation. There's a certain type of person and um, skill set that really resonated with us that like shared our passion for what we're building um, so you could really see it when we were interviewing the, the level of passion. It wasn't just about getting a random job, right? It wasn't like I need a job. It was like, wow, I get to be a part of growing a sport during this once in a generation moment in time. And that really resonated with us. Nice. And I was at the, um, NSF conference, uh, last week and I had the opportunity to sit down with, um, a few of the uh, execs that are very much involved in um, the World Cup coming here in 2026. Obviously, you guys are very much uh, heavily involved in the preparation for that. Um, what do you think that this means for, I guess, uh, the overall evolution of soccer, uh, specifically out here in the United States? I, I think it's going to have a tremendous, tremendous impact. This will be the largest sporting event ever. Um, and you just saw the impact that, um, the last world cup in 22 had, um, you know, that was hosted in Qatar. It was, it, you know, the ratings were astronomical. The competition was incredible. Um, and, and to think that now we get to bring that event to the U S is, is pretty special. Um, and also obviously, um, it's, it's all, it's, it's the U S Mexico and Canada, but, um, you know, specifically the 11 cities in the U S is kind of what, what we're really focused on. Um, you know, the impact it can have is, is amazing, right? Like when you think about from 1990 to 1994, um, there was about a 35% increase in interest in soccer because of all the anticipation, um, for the world cup coming to the U S and, you know, you fast forward now and we actually have a foundation for soccer in the country. We have the NWSL, we have the MLS and all these amazing new stadiums and, I think that um, now that the foundation's in place and people are really consuming a ton of soccer content, there's a chance to have that 35% number be much more significant. I think the um, one of the stats that really kind of stood out to me was obviously the Super Bowl is, you know, the sports event in the United States. Um, the viewership for the World Cup for 2022 was four times the amount of the uh, viewership for the the Super Bowl, which... When you look at those numbers, you know, we're talking uh, some pretty hefty numbers in there as well. Um, I think that speaks volumes. And, you know, you compare that with or you match that with, I should say, um, the general evolution of the MLS and me making the transition from the UK to to the United States. And, you know, soccer, or I should say football, is, is our sport. And seeing how much has changed out here and being involved in some of the, you know, six-a-side initiatives that are involved, you know, it's, 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 it's here already. Um, so I think it's going to be a huge and exciting runway in the in the run up. Yeah, and I, I think it's really important to also, you know, mention and focus on the fact that we have a pretty big Women's World Cup coming up uh, in, in just a few months, right, in Australia and New Zealand. And our incredible women have a chance to win their third straight World Cup. Um, 
which would be unbelievable. Uh, they're, they're currently the leaders and the number one team in the world. And um, they have a chance to win their fifth overall, which would be tied with Brazil um, yeah. on the men's side for the most World Cups. Um, so um, that's a huge part of what we're doing too, right? It's it's focusing on the men and the and the and twenty twenty six and the lead up there, but also you know focus on the women and and keeping them where they are and having them continue to inspire inspire the next generation. Yeah, super excited. I'm sure everyone else is as well. Um, nice. So moving on to the uh, exciting part of the session, uh, the hot seat. We're going to kick off with soccer or football. Oh man, um, <laughs> we're the U.S. Soccer Federation, so I got to go with soccer. Uh, NYCFC or the New York Red Bulls? You know, I've always probably leaned a little bit more to to the Red Bulls. They were around for longer, and I kind of was a fan growing up, so I'll go with the Red Bulls. Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Well, I'm a Michigan guy, so I got to go with Brady. I'm always going to rep the Mies and Blue. Will Ferrell or Paul Rudd? Hmm. I'll go with Paul Rudd. Not sure about that one. Batman, <laughs> Batman or Superman? Uh, I'll go Superman. Forsyth Barnes or anyone else? Oh, I mean, <laughs> well, I would go with Forsyth Barnes because, you know, they got Samir and he's the man. So got, got to go with that. All love, man. All love. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for joining the session. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm super, super excited for the World Cup and everything that's going to come um, from the US Soccer Federation and obviously yourself. Um, good luck with everything. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Um, next week, we've got an executive who has held uh, some senior level marketing roles for five major sports teams uh, out here in the United States, including the LA Chargers and the Washington Commanders. Uh, more details will be revealed on that soon, uh, but I'm sure it's going to be an interesting discussion. So I'll see you then. Thanks for listening.